Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to my podcast, Live Your Best Life Every Day. My name is Stefan Dajo, and today we're going to be discussing toxic empathy, how to recognize and address the dark side of compassion. Gear up, let's dive right into it. Okay. Now, empathy is often regarded as a positive and essential human trait. Now, that's a fact. Like, we all know that. That also fosters understanding and connection with others. Now, there's one thing that is less unknown to the public, or should I say, to the common person out there, okay, that is called toxic empathy. And that can be detrimental to both the empathizer and the person receiving empathy. Why did I choose this particular topic? The reason why I went into this is because I've observed so many people around me Okay, uh, people that I've known, people that uh, I'm not quite familiar with. However, I've observed them being in this, you know, in this mindset of toxic empathy. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine the other day, and I told her, "Beware! I can observe that you are being empathic toward this particular person. However, careful, I feel like it's becoming toxic." And then she asked me why. And I told her this, listen, you've mentioned this particular point several times, but now the condition of that person seems to bother you so much that you just can't seem to find rest with yourself. It's as if you are the one feeling what the person is feeling. Now, out of trying to help, okay, you were not able to get the person to do what is right for their own selves. But now you need to, you, you need to understand that. There is a thin line between displaying empathy and empathy becoming toxic. And this is what I want to share with you guys today. I'm pretty sure one of you guys or girls know, have known or we know somebody who is dealing with toxic empathy. Now let's begin with how it starts or how it manifests. Toxic empathy occurs when individuals become overly enmeshed in the emotions and the suffering of others to the point where it negatively impacts their well-being. Does that make any sense? I mean, do you relate here? Do you, I mean, do you feel somehow? Because I know I did the first time I actually got my mind wrapped up around this whole concept of toxic empathy. In this episode, we will explore how to spot toxic empathy, you know, and we will come up with practical strategies to stop it from taking a toll on our mental and emotional health. Guys, I've always said this. Sometimes you may mean well out of wanting to help, but on your way to doing so, you might end up putting yourself in grave danger. I said that to say this. There is a reason why it is advised. When someone is drowning, be careful. Be really, really careful because while trying to help them or save them from drowning, you might end up drowning. And this is a fact out of life altogether. So you have to beware the extent you go. And, you know, it's good to put yourself in other people's shoes so that you can understand them. Be careful not to walk in them. Those aren't your shoes. Do you understand me? Now let's start with spotting toxic empathy. I'm going to break this down into, you know, into numbers just so that you can keep track. So grab maybe a piece of pen, paper, uh, 
I mean, grab whatever you can grab, okay? And just take some notes. And that's it. Now, let's get, let's get into it, okay? Emotional exhaustion is the first thing that I'm going to point out here. Empathizers might feel overwhelmed, you know, by the emotional burden that they carry for others. And now, if you find yourself constantly being trained emotionally, you know, mentally depleted after interacting with a certain individual, it could be a sign of toxic empathy. Trust me. I'm not going to hint anything. But I'm just going to say this. I've had conversations with people that after I, I mean, once we were done, I felt tired. I felt like I needed to go and take a nap. I felt like I needed to sit down for a bit. I just felt like I needed to walk away from them and catch a deep breath. Those people, whenever they even phone you or text you, you just feel anxious already i mean without even reading the message the notification just showed up you're already feeling anxious about what they're about to tell you or what's happening and that is a sign now the second one is codependency toxic empathy often leads to codependency relationships you know where the empathizer enables and reinforces unhealthy behaviors in others due to their inability to set boundaries you've heard this a thousand times and i'm gonna say it for a thousand and god knows what time set boundaries okay boundaries are needed you can't allow yourself to to be you know to be emotionally depending on, on someone you can't you can't allow yourself i mean even if you're in a relationship in a situationship whatever sh- whatever ship you are in you cannot allow yourself to end up being codependent it's just unhealthy and that's some period now point number three neglecting self-care listen that's one way to spot toxic empathy you might ask yourself how how come now here's it okay listen up empathizers often prioritize others need over their own neglecting self-care and personal well-being in the process have you ever witnessed that because i know i did I know people who will tell you, oh, no, you know what? Uh, I, I have a big heart. I care too much. I can't see other people suffering. Listen, you need to take care of yourself too. Your well-being comes first because if you are unable to take care of yourself, if you lose that element of well-being, of what use will you be to other people? I mean, I've heard that you know i've heard that right left center i've had a conversation with people who are very generous and very giving and you know as much as i believe in helping other people i also believe in self-care because if you don't take care of yourself you know life can happen life will happen as a matter of fact and if it didn't happen to you well you don't know this you don't know the bit of it yet and you will understand once it happens to you self-care is important people it is important. Help other people. Be there for other people. But be there for yourself first. Be there for yourself first. Now, point number four. Okay. I hope you are following. Okay. Point number four. We're going to talk about emotional fusion. Now, catch this. Toxic empathy can cause a blurring. You know, it can cause a blurring of emotional boundaries. <clears throat> 
making it challenging to distinguish between one's own emotion and others' emotion. Listen, do not put yourself in other people's shoes to the level where you start walking in those shoes thinking that it's your narrative, thinking that it's your life. No, it ain't your life. Get out of those shoes already. Compassion doesn't mean that you have to literally start experiencing what the other person is experiencing. No. Who's going to get the other person out of there? You know? I mean, who's going to save the other person? Let's be realistic for a moment, guys. So next point is the rescuer mentality. Now, these are the people. Those who are constantly wanting to fix or rescue others even when they haven't asked for help. Guys, it doesn't matter how much you think somebody could live their life better. At the end of the day, you need to understand, and this has to do with boundaries again. So, again, we are take, we are going back to that step of codependency. You know, that mention boundaries, the aspect of boundaries. You need to understand that people need to ask you for help before you step in. The doctor doesn't come to you. It doesn't. I mean, there's no doctor who secretly or magically feel or have a revelation that you are sick and they will come to your house. No. You go to the doctor. And the same way goes. I mean, even the world says it. Ask and it shall be given to you. It means that you need to ask for actual help when you need help. So let people come and ask you for help. Do not overstep. If possible, most of the time, allow people to ask you for help before you step in, if you can. Okay? Because when you when you overstep, you cannot like break their boundaries. As well as yours, sort of, because some people react in quite an aggressive way sometimes when they didn't ask you for help. Have you ever heard the, it's none of your business? Why are you all up in my business? Meaning what, we're just trying to help? Exactly. That whole, that whole argument situation happens when no one asks you for help. And you felt like you were needed. You felt like you were relevant. No, you are not relevant. Respect other people's boundaries and let them ask you for help. If they need help. Trust me, it will save you a lot of trouble. Now I'm done with this one, okay? Point number six. Emotional absorption. Oof, this one's deep. Now, I've always asked people around me, are you a sponge or are you a mirror? Well, I'm not a sponge. Now, I think everyone who knows me knows that I'm not a sponge. I'm a mirror. I'm going to mirror whatever it is that you send my way. And I'm not saying that to say that I'm not emotional or I'm a cruel person. No. A mirror at the end of the day still absorbs light. You know? But it absorbs light. And the mirror will choose what to send. So you have to be picky with what you absorb. Because most of the time, empathizers may internalize the emotions of other people and that will lead to increasing stress, anxiety, or even depression. Do not run with other people's problems as if they are yours. If you want to help them, if you want to assist them, do so. But don't run with it as if they are your problems. Do not carry unnecessary burden 
on your shoulders that's what it comes down to at the end of the day you already have your own stuff to deal with deal with that okay and that's it you can assist somebody emotionally without absorbing their emotion because then again if the both of you end up being there emotionally messed up who's gonna help who so you need to wash that you, you don't have to be a sponge sometime be a mirror okay you can mirror the person's emotion it means that you know okay there is some there is a bit of compassion going on there there is some empathy or oh, you feel sorry for the person but you don't have to be the person <laughs> do you get the point so you need to really there's a thin line there's a thin line there beware of that now we just went through the few steps on how to spot toxic empathy now we're going to talk about how to stop toxic empathy i like to play with those two words you got to be able to spot certain things in order for you to stop them so now that we've we are able to spot them how do we stop them well point number one is practice self-awareness recognize the signs of toxic empathy in yourself pay attention to your emotional reaction and energy level after interacting with other people is important if you come out of an interaction with someone feeling low feeling as if you need to go and take a nap and feeling down feeling negative feeling stressed or anxious well that is a sign of toxic empathy Therefore, you should try to avoid that going forward. Or better yet, you should build a certain level of, you know, mirroring, if I can call it that way. So the next time you meet the person, instead, instead of being like a sponge and absorbing, what you do is you just mirror it. And that's it. So you have to be aware of that. Set boundaries. That's point number two. Establish clear emotional boundaries with other people. Learn to say no when you feel overwhelmed and avoid taking on responsibilities that are not yours to bear. We just do too much. That's it. That's the word. Sometimes we are just too much. Like we go on to things, get into things, and we put ourselves under unnecessary stress, pressure, dilemma, turmoil, and confusion, and so on. You name it. I mean, distress, distress, depression, disease. I mean, whatever. You know, I mean, but you understand what I'm trying to say. You need to limit certain things, establish boundaries. Now, step number three. Or should I say point number three? My bad. Develop empathy differentiation. Meaning what? Learn to differentiate between understanding and empathizing with someone's emotions and carrying the weight of those emotions as your own. You can be compassionate without shouldering their pain. Oof. Do I need, do I need to repeat that? Let me repeat that a little bit. You can be compassionate without shouldering their pain point number four limit exposure if you recognize that certain relationships or situationships or whatever ships you are in are constantly draining your emotional energy consider limiting your exposure to them now you know what this dives right into toxic relationships friendships 
brotherhood, sisterhood, family ships, all the ships, you know, spaceship. <laughs> I mean, you get it. Just tap right into that. And the reason why this actually for me is one of the important points is that I'm always telling people, don't wait until it's too late. Don't wait, don't wait until people push you into depression or into having certain insecurities. You know, don't wait until people take what you have of precious, which is your self-love, your self-esteem. Don't wait until they break those things away before you limit your interaction with them or better before you reevaluate the dynamic of that, you know, situation or that friendship or that brotherhood or sisterhood. Some people are just not good to be in your life or to be in your circle or to be around you. Some people don't have the capacity for you. Some people don't have the understanding for you. Some people don't have the love for you. Don't force things. Point number five. Practice mindfulness. Now, engage in mindfulness techniques to stay present in the moment and prevent emotional fusion with others. I think that's pretty simple. You got that. You got that. If you need to know more about mindfulness techniques, comment in the comment section. I mean, DM me, uh, leave me a comment anywhere or everywhere you can. And of course, I'm going to make the next episode about that. Okay. I promise you that. Now, point number six, encourage responsibility. You need to encourage others to take responsibility and accountability for their emotions and actions instead of constantly trying to fix their problems for them. Listen, I've met so many grown-ups who are grown-ups until it's time for them to be read, to be held accountable for their actions. I know grown-ups who are grown-up until it's time for them to acknowledge that where they are today or the product of their actions and decisions led them to having the quality of life that they have today that they are not really proud of or happy about. Yes, it's easy to be grown up or it's easy to say that you're a grown up until you have to be held accountable for all your choices and decisions. And what I'm always trying to tell people, and this is where people usually tell me that I can be quite uh, harsh, is that Listen, you make your bed, you lie in it. Quit waiting on people to fix your problems because the more people fix your problem, the more you feel entitled to them fixing your problems and the more you feel free to actually create those problems. And that's it, you don't learn. It becomes a loop and it goes on and on and on again. I mean, don't nobody have no time for that. Let's be real. We have that thing to sort out. Point number seven, get help. Just as simple as that. Get the help that you need. Sharing your feelings, jokes aside, can provide insight and support in overcoming many challenges in life, not just toxic empathy. Opening up to people and letting people in. And again, when I talk about opening up to people, I'm not talking about everyone. I'm talking about those people that you know are your people. You know, your ride or die type of people. It's good to open up to people and share what you feel 
within. Okay? Good. Point number eight, focus on self-care. You need to prioritize self-care activity. That, that, you know, that brings you back to your former self. And when I say your former self, it's to your glorious self. It's to your happy self. It's to your doing well self. It's to your healthy self, you know. Nurture your own emotional well-being. I mean, it may come as something as simple as engaging in hobbies, you know, exercises, workout, gym, I mean, sports, meditation, yoga, I mean, you name it. I'm out of, I'm, a, I'm out of example here, guys. Help me out. Help me out. Say something. Think of something. I'm pretty sure you just thought of something right now. So go ahead and do that. If it brings you genuine joy, go ahead and do it. Go ahead and just do it. Okay? At the end of the day, there's one thing that is certain, guys, is that empathy is a beautiful thing. I'm not, I'm never going to say empathy is a bad thing. No, it is a beautiful thing. You know, it connects people. It connects us to other people. It connects us to other parts of the world. When we listen to the news, you know, or watch the news, you know, it helps us connect to other parts of the world and it brings us closer to each other on a deep level, if I can put it that way. However, when it becomes toxic, it can have an adverse effect on our mental and emotional health. That's where it becomes dangerous. So by recognizing the signs of toxic empathy and by implementing these practical points that I gave you today, you can strike a balance between compassion and self-preservation. Remember that taking care of yourself is essential to effective support and empathize with others without sacrificing your well-being. You need to be there for yourself first before you can be there for other people. So beware and watch that. Again, my name is Stefan Dajo. I'm the author of the book, Live Your Best Life Every Day. My book is available on Amazon.com. Feel free to go and grab your own copy. Better yet, feel free to share this episode with whoever you think needs to listen to this. Okay? Have a great day or a great night, depending on where you are on this beautiful globe. Okay?